Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. This week, we're bringing clarity to the chaos with an in-depth look at the plans of the power elite with Dr. Dennis Cuddy. We'll delve deep into the book of Revelation with Dr. Kenneth Hill and Josh Davis. Steve Butler will continue laying out why you and I should study Bible prophecy, and we have an important update on our ministry to prisoners. All of these important topics are able to be covered because of you. Your prayers and financial support allow us to be here each day making sense of the nonsense. Thank you. With military defeat of the Nazis in World War II, many people began to fear the threat of communism. However, what most people don't realize is that the power elite has used both communism and Nazism in a dialectical process to bring about a techno-feudal world socialist government. With all the details, here's Greg Patton and author Dr. Dennis Cuddy. Well, we're excited today to have Dr. Dennis Lawrence Cuddy historian, political analyst with us today. Dr. Cuddy has authored and edited 25 books or booklets. He's written hundreds of articles, as I understand it, which is pretty exciting for newspapers around the nation, including the Washington Post, the Los Angeles Times, and USA Today. He's been a guest also on numerous radio talk shows in various parts of the country, like ABC Radio in New York City. And he's also been a guest on the national television program USA Today, and CBS's Night Watch. So we're privileged today to have Dr. Cuddy with us. Thank you for being with us today, sir. Thanks for having me. We're going to be talking, well, actually two sessions today and tomorrow, about your books, the first one being The Power Elite and The Secret Nazi Plan. I'm kind of curious, who are the power elite? Well, the power elite are those individuals, and they actually according to David Rockefeller, form a secret cabal, was his term for them, group. And they sometimes they work individually and sometimes as a group, and they sit above government. So most of the leaders of countries of the world are merely their puppets. They're a very group. Some are in the open and some are secret. Major political? No, political people are usually the puppets. Ah, so I guess our current president could be called a puppet? Absolutely. Yeah. Your book here, Who Are the Power Elite? And of course, you just told us that. Is the Nazi plan a secret anymore? Unfortunately, to most people, unless they buy my book from you, (laughs) it it is a secret. Let me just mention, that's 1-800-652-1144 or swrc.com to get a copy of Dr. Cuddy's book. Go ahead, sir. The secret Nazi plan is just one part of a centuries-old effort. It's multifaceted. It involves various groups, uh, Rhodes Scholars, Cecil Rhodes in the 1890s formed a secret society of the elect. In his words, to take the government of the world, you've got the secret skull and bone society. There are various ones of these that work together. The London School of Economics was established by the Fabian Socialists. They formed immediately after the death of Karl Marx. But the first book I did goes back 2,000 years, and that was with Southwest Radio Church back in 1991. But for the most part, I focus on the last 200 years because what is happening is a dialectical process. These powerful people did not like the formation of this young independent republic called America. 
So they decided dialectically to have our government, which is a republic based upon free enterprise and capitalism. So they created the antithesis of that, which would be Karl Marx and communism. The ultimate goal would be a synthesis of those two into a world socialist government. But before you can have a world socialist government, each nation has to be socialist first. And so they therefore created Hitler, because that's what the word Nazi means, National Socialist Workers' Party. So they've been very busy creating these entities, establishing certain coercive measures to bring these things about. And the planning goes way, way back. An individual like Barack Obama or George Bush or Bill Clinton didn't just happen. They were planned long beforehand, uh, basically when they're like teenagers or just entering into college. And I have some knowledge of this because I think they had me in mind as one of these people, but I asked too many questions, so the doors started shutting on me. Who was asking the questions? The very powerful people. I went, for example, to the first what's called governor's school in the nation. It was funded by Carnegie, sort of gifted and talented. And it was 1963, and Hillary Clinton later modeled theirs after the one where I am, which is North Carolina. They would give us things like the Minnesota Multiphasic Personality Inventory. And I, I was wondering, why are they giving us this battery of tests? And I remember answering one of the questions, none of your business. Wow. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't think they, they like that. But I later on, I was very curious. This whole thing is like piecing together pieces of a puzzle. And only when you start to get to the finished product do you see what these individuals are up to. So I was able to get the testers correspondence with the Psychological Corporation, which was established back in 1920-21. And in the formation of the Psychological Corporation, had the usual suspects, you know, these leading educator types. It said, one of our purposes is to identify young people who may be of use later to our society and our plans. And then you find another group, sort of an intelligence outfit in Britain called Tavistock. And the assistant head of that eventually became head of it was John Rawlings Reese. And so in three books, which you have printed a booklet and then two books, I begin it with a quote from Reese back in 1940 in the prestigious journal called Mental Health. And he says a lot of different things. But in there, he says, we have made a useful attack, he uses that word, on two professions, education and religion. Now, remember, this isn't let's start. They've already made the useful attack. So they've attacked various professions. They're psychologically manipulative. They put key people in key positions. Uh, John Dewey, for example, was one of these individuals, and they strategically placed him over the years to become the leader of progressive education, which we have now. The uh, communist spy, Alger Hiss, placed his friend Brock Chisholm, a Canadian psychiatrist that first at the World Health Organization. And if you look at an article he wrote in the February 1946 edition of Psychiatry, he says, here's what we're going to do in health in the world. And one of the things he says is a big problem is this concept of right and wrong. Parents and preachers are teaching their children. He said, we're going to get rid of that. And so I will track those forward. I'll show how they proceeded to do that in the schools, in dance, and music, and art. It's an assault upon the culture. 
which is what an Antonio Gramsci, who was a communist theoretician, said in the early 1900s. He said, you know, people don't like these bloody revolutions, so we'll just take over the culture. This is a long process. I've been at it for about 40 years, and over the period of time, most of my books have been published by you, your organization, and if you look at them, I try to identify, like one of them is called Secret Records Real, and that Secret Records, that title comes from the secret records that Bill Clinton's mentor at Georgetown University named Professor Carol Quigley used. They looked these powerful people, I mentioned Cecil Rhodes, the society elect to take over the world. They had these secret records and they allowed Quigley to look at them. I have the tapes of the private interview between the Washington Post and Quigley. And the Washington Post titled the article, The Professor Who Knew Too Much. This guy knows too much. So he dies like a year later, and a friend of mine went to Quigley's wife and gave her $200 to purchase this material, which he gave to me. And so I know how to get things, secret things, presidential documents, George Washington's letter in 1798 to a Reverend Snyder, where Washington says, yes, I do know the Illuminati is in this country. And so I try to put a lot of those, like, pictures of them in the books. And I have a letter signed by Bill Clinton, a White House stationery, actually promoting the World Federalist Association, which wants a world federal government, which actually a president should never do. I mean, we're the United States. We shouldn't be subsidiary to a world federal government. So it's been a long process, but I finally got to a stage where I know who did what, when, where, and how. And so that's what these books are about. And the secret Nazi plan is simply one part of that, and it's coming to fulfillment today. And that's why this, the secret Nazi plan is important. But there is also a secret communist plan coming to fulfillment today as well. Remember, it's a dialectical process. They both use the left and the right. There's an ancient saying, order ab chaos, which is order out of chaos. So they create conflict, whether it's within Nigeria or in various groups in the U.S. And oftentimes, it's not what you would think. For example, in the 60s, I was a teenager in the 60s, and that was a period of time when the WHO, the Mothers of Invention, Jefferson Airplane, rock groups literally said, we're going to use our music to create a generation yet. We're going to separate the values of the older people, the parents, from the values of the younger people. So by the late 60s, you had what was called the hippies. And the hippies had slogans like, what's in it for me? Look out for number one. If it feels good, do it. You could actually see, as it was occurring, how they were changing the values. And then they proceeded in education, in the public schools, to do the same thing. They switched the NEA, National Education Association, very, very powerful. The Clintons actually said thank you to the NEA because they had four million you know, boots on the ground knocking on doors, prominent organization among educators across the country to get out the vote. And the president of that organization in the early 1970s was Catherine Barrett. And she said, we're going to get the basics by the year 2000. She's writing this in 73. By the year 2000, we're going to get the basics, you know, reading, writing, math, and so forth like that. We're going to get that down to just one quarter of the school day. It's now 100%. We're going to knock that down to just one quarter of the school day so that the teacher can rise to their true calling, which is a philosophical change agent. We're going to spend our time changing the values of these youngs 
forget reading, not entirely, but for the most part, we're going to reduce by three-fourths our emphasis on reading, writing, math. We're going to knock that down. We're going to spend more of our time trying to change these children's values. I document all of that in a separate book, which you didn't do, a 200-year chronology of education with a 3,000-item index showing date by date, person by person, how they work this plan out. I've been at it a long time, and that's why I have more search results on, let's say, yahoo.com. On the Internet, if you type in Elvis Presley, you get about 22 million search results. If you type in Bill Clinton, you get about 166 million search results. Wow. If you type in Dr. Dennis Cuddy, comma, PhD, you get 3.4 billion search results. I've been at this a long time. <laughs> I get it. Hey, if you've just joined us, we're talking with Dr. Dennis Cuddy, The Power Elite and the Secret Nazi Plan, available at Southwest Radio Church at swrc.com or 1-800-652-1144. What is the end goal here? Let's say for America. Well, for America, you have to be very, very careful because in the Bible, there is no indication that we're around. It doesn't necessarily mean we won't be around, but there's no indication. So don't get too happy in these final days. What's coming up, according to the secret Nazi plan, is they said when they come to fulfillment in two generations, which would be now, part of the plan would be they would create doubts among the people as to the competence of their leaders to solve problems. Well, they've pretty well succeeded in that. That's what most people think. They look at our leaders and say, how did we get these people? And so it's a very, very precise. They used individuals. For example, Richard Nixon, he's not a Nazi. They would use people's ambitions. And so the person who funded this young lawyer in Whittier, California, in 1946 to run for Congress, was a Nazi named Maloxa. He didn't come to New York. He came to Little Whittier, put up the $2 million for Nixon to run. The plan would be that he would be a U.S. representative, then a senator, vice president, and president, which he was elected in 1968. In 1968, this man named Paul Dickoff, who was one of Heinrich Himmler's leading people back in the Second World War, and he had been working with Alan Dulles, who had become head of our CIA. They were working together. He was made in 1968 head of Interpol because that's a strategically important position for you to be knowing what criminal activities are going on around the world or if the Jewish Mossad is after you. So all of these things are strategic placements of individuals. So coming up till today, you won't notice any of them. They're not wearing swastikas. They're not goose-stepping or anything. They look just like ordinary people. Because what they did was they would send SS guys, say, to Switzerland and then France, or to Spain and then Argentina, or to Iran. They would look Iranian. They speak Farsi. They'd look for a willing person to work with them. And then what they would do is say, okay, you be the face of the company. We'll be in control, putting up the money behind the scenes. By the end of the Second World War, just two or three years after the plan was developed, Martin Borman, the party chief, already had control of 750 corporations around the world. This is in 1945, 750 corporations already. By now, they've pretty well got control of most of the corporations. They're not out front. You're not going to recognize them. They're behind the scenes, but they're in control. And so that's what they do. They'll use economics largely. So, for example, today, 
I predict things. Uh, I have better record than the CI at predicting terrorist activities and so on. But before we move to stagflation, and Janet Yellen said we're going there, I had predicted we'll move from inflation to stagflation. The next thing I predicted, and she's already making a move in that direction, is a move towards digital currency. Janet Yellen will say, you have your currency, you got your dollar bills, your coins in your pockets now, but you also can use a digital currency. We're going to move more and more towards exclusively a digital currency. In other words, those pieces of coin and paper in your pocket, you won't use them. Maybe you have to say 2030. You won't use them. It'll all be digital. At that time, they're going to know every stick of bubble gum you buy. And then the final step will be they will adopt what's called the Chinese Communist Social Credit System. And that is, you don't have currency. You just have this digitally recorded. And if you're a good boy or girl, you will increase. If you're bad, you'll go down. You will be completely at their mercy, although they'll say it's voluntary. They'll say, look, you don't have to do this. You know, you can go out into a boondock somewhere and dig worms to eat or something. We're not telling you have to. But if you do want a nice job and so forth, you will, quote, voluntarily do, do what we tell you to do. That's where we are. Wow. The Nazi plan, is it pretty well in effect totally in America? You won't recognize it. But what would happen is like, let's say the last election, let's say Donald Trump in 2016, I wrote a piece in the Wall Street Journal showing how he was there. And most people don't know this, but Bill Clinton talked to him, encouraged him to run, even though Bill Clinton knew his wife was running. And he says, Donald, get in there, feed the right wing, you know, what you want, what they want to hear, build the wall down with the immigrants. And Donald Trump said, I don't know, I got this business and so forth. But he then persuaded him to run because there were a lot of people running too, so he never really had to reach a majority. So I have an email from a top Democrat strategist, top Democrat strategist, Bill Ivey's his name, and he's writing to John Podesta, the campaign manager for Hillary. And he says, we have already, now remember, he's not saying let's do it. We have already had a conspiracy to create an unaware and compliant citizenry. Now think about that. Already the public is clueless, and they're compliant. We can manipulate them. That's back in 2016. So that's where we are politically. That's still operational as far as the Nazis are concerned and the communists. Both the chief advisor to Joe Biden was Anita Dunn. Most people don't know that. That woman said that her favorite political philosopher was Mao Zedong, who killed probably 80 million of his own people. So it's both sides. It's both the Nazis and the communists coming in a dialectical process to meet in the middle for a world socialist government. Thank you, Dr. Dennis Cuddy. The power elite and the secret Nazi plan. Just fascinating. And we're going to have more on the next program with Dr. Cuddy. Tomorrow, Dennis Cuddy will share the history and future of the power elite. Be here for all the exciting details. Today, we're featuring two explosive books from Dr. Dennis Cuddy, The Power Elite and the Secret Nazi Plan, which reveals how America is being moved more and more toward the techno-feudal national socialism in order to fit into the power elite's master plan. In the book, The Power Elite, Their History and Future, Dr. Cuddy projects into the future to see how the power elite's ultimate plan for a world socialist government was fulfilled. 
Order both books today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order online, swrc.com. The Power Elite and the Secret Nazi Plan and The Power Elite, Their History and Future are books that you definitely want to add to your library. 1-800-652-1144. Make sure you ask how you can receive free shipping on your order when you call 1-800-652-1144. This year's SWRC Prophecy Calendar is here and ready to ship. This year's calendar is based on the book and television series, Jewish Roots of Christianity, a 16-month calendar that features all major biblical, Jewish, and Israeli holidays, plus U.S. holidays. Each day contains scripture references to help you read through the Bible in a year, and the calendar is full of gorgeous photos and artwork. Part of the proceeds from each calendar go to the Onesimus Prison Ministry. When you order a calendar, a calendar is also sent to a prisoner. Order the 16-month Jewish Roots of Christianity calendar today, 1-800-652-1144, or order online, swrc.com. This Saturday and Sunday, we'll be at Sunrise Bible Church for the second annual Las Vegas Prophecy Conference. I'm so excited to report that right now, we have over 650 people that have registered for this exciting conference. We still have room for you. With a complete rundown of the speakers and topics, here's Ministry President Dr. Kenneth Hill. Las Vegas, Nevada is the location. It is our second annual Prophecy Conference there, November 19th and 20th. It will be held at the Sunrise Bible Church, 1481 East Lake Mead Parkway, Henderson, Nevada. Now, pastors Billy Crone, Tom Hughes, Greg Patton, and Larry Stam and Micah Van Huss will be speaking at the conference. Pastor Greg Patton is in charge of the cross in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and he is a syndicated disc jockey. Larry Stamm is founder of Larry Stamm Ministries, a messianic ministry, and he speaks all over the world, as does Greg Patton. Micah Van Haas, former legislator, military and current expert in all things supernatural. Pastor Billy Crone, pastor of the Sunrise Bible Church. Pastor Tom Hughes, lead pastor of 412 Church San Jacinto and founder of the Hope for Our Times Ministry. Now, there's no charge for your visiting this conference, no charge for you participating. We do ask for your RSVP, please, because we are going to have to have seating for you, and we want to know you're coming. There's no charge for the conference. Please RSVP so we can make sure you have a seat when you arrive. On Saturday, November 19th, we began the conference at 8 a.m. The doors will open, and there will be some conversation between folks at 9 a.m. Then Matthew Hill will speak and introduce Billy Crone, and there will be opening remarks and uh, devotional time there. At 9.30, Micah Van Huss will speak on the ancient cities and the gods who built them. At 11 a.m., Pastor Tom Hughes 
will have the topic, Really? Jesus is Coming. At noon, there will be a break for lunch. At 1.30, Dr. Larry Stam will have Christ in the Passover. At 3 o'clock, Greg Patton, America, is it over? And then we will break for dinner. At 7 p.m. on Saturday night, Billy Crone, as he will have a subliminal seduction presentation, subliminal seduction of the mind. On Sunday, November 20th, the doors open at 8 o'clock at 9 o'clock. Matthew Hill and Billy Crone will have opening remarks and an opening devotional as well. At 9.30, Larry Stamm will speak on a surprising catalyst. At 11 o'clock, Billy Crone, subliminal seduction of the masses. At 1.30, Micah Van Hus, the earth as it was. And at 2.30 in the afternoon, Greg Patton will have Real World of the Spirits, giving you a definite understanding of what is going on in the world around you. At 4 p.m. will be time for questions and answers for the Las Vegas, Nevada 2nd Annual Prophecy Conference. There's no charge for the conference. It is free. We do ask that you RSVP so that we can know that you're coming. Go to swrc.com for more information and to register. swrc.com or call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. And we trust that the Lord will be with you as you journey to Las Vegas and enjoy the conference there that will be at the Sunrise Bible Church in Henderson, Nevada. Let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, thank you for your love, your mercy, your grace, your goodness. Thank you for how that you have taken care of us and how you are taking care of us. We thank you for your provision for Southwest Radio Church Ministries and for the work of PITN. We thank you for all that's going on there. We thank you for all who are signing up and getting annual and even lifetime subscriptions of the Prophecy in the News magazine. Thank you, Father, for all those who are helping in that way and taking that information and passing it on. We thank you for that. We also thank you for the opportunities that we have in Latin America, preaching the word, teaching the word, and doing what you've called us to do. We thank you for for everything, all of the opportunities. We thank you. And we ask for you to provide the necessary funds for us to do the work that you've called us to do so we can be rejoicing, knowing that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Amen and amen. The Power Elite and the Secret Nazi Plan and The Power Elite, Their History and Future, both books by Dennis Cuddy, are books that you want to add to your library. Order today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Make sure you ask how you can receive free shipping on your order when you call 1-800-652-1144. 
Tomorrow, Dennis Cuddy will look at the history and future of the power elite. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.